We are back with another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Linsky alongside Taylor Lattimore. Uh, obviously, you're assuming that you know the show is late. You would be correct because <laughs> we are recording on a Thursday. We don't normally record on a Thursday. The, our, our last two shows that we've been back with, we've recorded on a Wednesday and a Thursday, not our actual Tuesday record time. So we're, re- we're really throwing we're everybody great. off. We're doing great out there, really, <laughs> truly. Um, but... Uh, you know, just kind of got to take the bumps with us because it's really just depends on if I'm looking at a house or not. And I love all our listeners and I love you, Taylor. But guess what? If my realtor is available on one day, yes, ma'am, that is what we're doing. Because um, yes, finding a house right now has been probably the most stressful and anxiety driven processes I have done in a long, long time. It has I'm not ready. been enjoyable. Uh, I think we've put <laughs> offers on three houses now and have been outbid on every single one of them. So it's great. Uh, buy a house, they said. You'll love it, they said. Um, but we had a big we had a big week, Taylor. Um, and this month of August is really big for sports with a Z and a T because uh, it includes all of our favorite shows. Um, between you and I, we do a fantasy football preview. That'll probably be next week. Um, to give everybody enough preparation um, for their drafts. If for some reason you draft before the last week of um, the I mean, preseason. Inevitably, someone stupid. someone we talk about next week is going to get injured and everything that we say for like 20 minutes is going to be completely totally, avoid. Totally, and that's how that goes. Um, but I do know there are some people that are getting ready for their drafts already. Personally, all my leagues that at least I'm in charge of, and I assume it's going to be the same with Godzilla Media, um, you don't draft till the first week or at the last possible spot time in the second week of September. You don't want to draft in mid-August because who knows what's who's going to get hurt in training camp and or preseason. So um, I, I always, always have my drafts at the last possible second. Taylor, I know you're typically the same way. I mean, I if I can avoid it, yes. Well. Um, uh, who wants to draft someone? Like, uh, someone who does Well, already, to, pa- to Patrick's but... already out for the year. Like, it's already starting. To Patrick's out I, for the year. Like, uh, literally, I hear about people who have drafts, like, in, like, June. And I'm like, why would you ever? Well, there's even free agents that haven't even signed yet. That's what I mean. Is like, um, even in August, I think is insane. Yeah, don't like, it, it, it it don't make sense. Um, you know, July, June, like it's insane. But we got that. Then we do our college football preview, and then we do our NFL preview. All very long, very fun episodes. So we are going to keep this one short strictly MLB trade deadline uh and, and let's let's dive right into it Taylor because there there was a lot that happened and I, I mean we'll start with your Yankees I, I think that's fair we'll start with your Yankees they they did a lot of good they kind of ended it on a sour note in my opinion uh we're we're gonna get to that um that would be the Jordan Montgomery Harrison Bader trade that made zero sense um, but let's start with some more of the obvious trades that the Yankees did. And that first and foremost was to bring in Frankie Maltas. Uh, I, I think that was an absolute um, steal for a talent that I thought was going to be equivalent return wise as Luis Castillo 
was for the Mariners. I mean, the Mariners gave up four of their top 10 prospects to go and get Luis Castillo. So you're thinking, okay, what is Frankie Montas going to bring in? Um, this is an A slam dunk deal for the Yankees, in my opinion. They officially got Montas along with Lou Trevino, who two, three years ago, Taylor, was one of the best relievers in baseball. I mean, he has not been good this year, um, but you never know. He has the potential. Um, the A's did get Ken Waldachuk, who, look, if you're looking as a Yankees fan, you didn't give up Volpe. You didn't give up Peraza. Um, those were the two guys that I think you didn't give up Dominguez. Those are the three main guys, truly, that you didn't want to give up. Waldachuk was assumed that you were going to lose him if you weren't giving up one of those three uh you also uh gave up Luis medina jp sears and cooper bowen uh but this is a move taylor like if you're looking at the yankees um they got a front of the rotation arm and you're looking at the struggles that garrett cole had <laughs> you're looking at Sevy probably not being fully healthy the rest of the year he might be back in september but you don't know how much you could trust from him tyone's been up and down um and you just need that. I mean, Domingo Herman is an absolute disaster. You had, you had at the time of this trade, Jordan Montgomery was a nice piece yeah. to this puzzle. Um, we're going to get to that, but you're looking at this Yankees rotation. Multas is an absolute must. Now I think he's pitching. He's either pitching uh, tonight or tomorrow for you guys. Um, but this is something the Yankees had to do. I, I don't think this is a deal that, fully separates them from the Astros. But if you want to yeah. keep pace with the Astros, you need better pitching because the Astros were playing, you know, T-ball against the Yankees the past couple series. Uh, this is a move they had to make. Yeah, I mean, they 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 checked off their needs um, for the most part. Um, you know, you, you had to get another starter because as we literally saw, if any of you who watched uh yankee baseball in the last couple days not great yeah garrett cole he can be that guy but he isn't always that guy and you worry that is he gonna give up six runs you know when it matters in the playoffs but um you needed some help especially because like you said severino you don't know um how when he's going to come back if he's going to come back how healthy he comes back and at this point you know he's lost a step in terms of he's becoming like an injury prone guy and you just can't trust him to stay um, healthy. Um, mm -hmm. So you needed to get that. And on the other fronts, you know, they got Benintendi, which is some nice help. Um, and yeah, I wanted and to get to Benintendi too. I mean, look, he has to get vaccinated still. That's still kind of <laughs> up in the air. I mean, I look, if, you, if you're facing the Toronto, if you're facing the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, in the first round of the of the playoffs, uh, you're not going to have Benintendi, um, uh -huh. at least for the games in Toronto. Um, I do like the move to bring in Benintendi. I think that was a great move. I think it solidifies a need because well it also gave you the opportunity to get rid of Joey Gallo which i think oh, is yeah. a bigger bigger Thank win God. than bigger win than anything <laughs> that an the addition Yankees acquired by yeah and then you got in Harrison Bader you moved Jordan Montgomery now that that's this is the trade i wanted to get to Taylor the Jordan Montgomery Harrison Bader trade because Cashman kind of revealed this i don't know if you heard about this but the idea was they were going to get another starter Cashman pulled the trigger on this, assuming they were getting Pablo Lopez from the Marlins, and that didn't materialize. They were going to send Glaber Torres and someone and a couple other prospects to acquire Pablo Lopez from the Marlins, which 
was a little confusing. Like, okay, so Glaber's going, get rid of the prospects. Glaber's a locker room guy, so you really wondered what Cashman was thinking here. But this isn't fantasy baseball. You just got rid of your most consistent so far starter. Check the ERAs. Guess who has a lower ERA than Cole? Yeah, it's Jordan Montgomery. Uh, for Harrison Bader, look, he's one of the best defensive center fielders, and you don't find many true center fielders in baseball anymore. It's just not the way you know baseball is. It's not the direction the game's going. But you got one in Bader. He can't hit for shit, though. Um, <laughs> but it was confusing to me because it was just straight up for Jordan Montgomery, who's been one of your better pitchers this year. So with with Montgomery, this rotation is probably one of the best in the American League. Without Montgomery, you have a clear hole. When you're looking at the way Cole has pitched, you have Montas, great. I'm assuming Tyon's the three. Uh If you go further into a deeper playoff series like the ALCS or possibly the World Series, are you trusting a 75% Seve? Are you trusting Domingo Herman? No, this is where Jordan Montgomery would have come into play. I'm sure they would. Obviously, they would like to have him. I think they're not like upset that they have Bader now as as a great uh, one of the best uh, defensive guys out there um, at center field. But I I think it's because the Yankees are trusting their bullpen and, you know, they're going to do one of those dumb bullpen games. I mean, you have Cortez. Um, I mean, you have Cortez, too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean is like is like it's going to be like, okay, maybe we start Herman or 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 Seve at 75 percent if that's what it is for like an inning or two. See how they do. If he does well, keep him going. If if not, you're not afraid to pull him in the first inning if need be to get another guy in there. Now, obviously, you don't want to be doing that for Cole. Like Mm-mm. you can't be having those six inning games in the playoffs where it's like our six run innings. So in the first, and, well, and, and, like, and that's, oh, and that's just it. Hand. You're looking at, and you're looking at Garrett Cole and it's not like he's going long and getting blown up late. Like mm-hmm. he's getting blown up early and you still need innings out of him, And he happens to settle down. Like he gave yeah. up a couple of starts that go against the Orioles five earned in the first. Yeah. He gave up six earned against the Mariners the other day. Like yeah. lineups that aren't really that good. Keep in mind, the Mariners don't have like J-Rod or, or uh, Ty France right now or Mitch Haniger. Like the Mariners offense, that lineup is not really what it is. Like I just named two lineups that really are not very good. And Cole got lit up like, you know, like a Christmas tree. So it's a little yeah. concerning considering he's your $300 million man. Now well, you hope that him- he's playing down to the, like competition, I guess. It's like I don't know, but his plays. playoff track record ain't that great. I, I know, and it, it it's always been, like, I feel like that's the Yankees' biggest problem always is, like, they never have reliable starters because they try to get, like, you know, this big name or whatever. Or they try to, like, say our Severino's our, like, ace, our ace, and then our ace goes out there and gives up, you know, however many runs. And it's like we just cannot find anyone who can perform well as an ace um, in, in New York. It, it's weird. And we make up for it for having one of the best bullpens in the league every year. Um, Cause that's Clay Holmes very consistent three blown, doing that. Yeah. Clay Holmes, but, three blown saves lately. Chapman seems to me maybe turning around. Efros is a really underrated ad. He's been really, really good yeah. for the Cubs. So that's interesting to see, but oh, overall, I mean, you're right. The Yankees bullpen is one of the best in baseball. It has that's how they make up for it. Right, but, but, so, but can you do that in the playoffs and, and have a deep and run? And it's been proven they 
it's been proven you can't. It's the yeah. same Yankees formula over. Like if I'm unless, if I'm unless Aaron here, Judge just just like carries the team. Right. But if I'm looking here, Taylor, and I'm looking at the American League, uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out it's between the Astros and the Yankees. I still still lean towards the Astros. They're the more complete team to me. They just are. You're probably right. You're like honestly, you're probably right. Which which is it sucks to say. And they and I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this right now. You gotta at least make the World Series for Judge to come back. You got to make the World Series for Judge to come back. Yeah, and because now let uh, let segue because they missed out on or didn't Soto. try trying to get Soto. Like didn't actually try. Um, and they, they didn't. And as we all know, he, he went to the Padres and now the oh Padres God. have a big three that are nasty. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the clear winner of the MLB trade deadline. Mm. That that would be the San Diego Padres. I, I don't really think this is a secret um, to anybody out there. No. Um, obviously, they had got Juan Soto at 24 years old. Hello. Yeah. Um, You're already pair, the winner. You guys said aware, it to matter. pair with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. I mean, yeah. My goodness, Two of the Josh Bell. Josh Bell is an underrated, serious rental bat for them that I think would be staying there. Um, they brought in Brandon Drury on a separate deal from the Reds, who hit a grand salami in his first at for the first pitch he faced in a in a Padres yeah. uniform. Oh, and by the way, they acquired Josh Hader from the Brewers. Um, <laughs> have yourself a trade deadline, San Diego. Um, like, oh my goodness. I mean, simply put, the Padres are much better today than it was yesterday. An offense that was previously just okay. Keep in mind, Tatis isn't back yet. He should be back, I've heard, like within the next two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Is it enough to win the division at this point? Probably not. The Dodgers, I think, are still ahead of them enough that they'll hold true. But if you look at a series now, um, like I said, this that says more about the lead to the Dodgers uh, in the division at this point than what the Padres are. Yeah. It's certainly enough to make it interesting if the Padres meet the Giants or Padres meet the Dodgers in the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. Because, I, I mean, you have the pitchers to go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers. Musgrove's been great. Um, Snell's been pretty good this year. Uh, obviously, you have you Darvish as well. It's good rotation. Mm-hmm. The Padres, this lineup, man. Uh, I mean, they gave up. They gave up the prospects. They gave up the prospects. Uh, Jackson Merrill and Luis Camposano were kept, but you saw C.J. Abrams go. You, you saw a whole slew of them out the door. Yeah. Uh, along with Taylor Rogers, was a big time reliever for them. He went over to Milwaukee in the Hater trade. Uh, but this is a Padres team locked and loaded, waiting to to just pounce on the uh, NL West. I, I think you know it's going to be interesting because the National League there's six spots, obviously for the playoffs. There's seven teams fighting for them. One of them's going to probably get the boot. Um, we'll get to that here in a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be the Padres. Yeah, and we talked about it uh, when last we were on. When we are talking about if you know should the Yankees make the move, should they sell off like the top prospects? And we said, yeah, you should, and and that's what the Padres did. And I'm sure that they're not looking in the rearview mirror. I mean, you get a 23 year old Soto uh, to add 
to Tatis and you have two of the young best young players and you add in Manny Machado it it all they they're becoming they have officially like if they hadn't before which it seemed like they had they have officially joined the arms race uh oh, against the Dodgers absolutely and, and, and they are they're coming for the crown I don't know if they're gonna get it because the Dodgers I mean are the Dodgers and they're so damn good and they've added so much um in the past couple of years that I, I think that the Dodgers may still take it but you know especially the division I mean the Dodgers have like a 10 game lead or something like that so um yeah I, I just I, I liked what the Padres did but I still give it to the Dodgers yeah it's gonna be an interesting division I mean, the to, Dodgers uh... didn't do nothing at the trade deadline either they, they they did just fine on their in their own right and we'll we'll get to that here in a second but I do want to rem- I mean Joey Gallo's just you know the goat we all know that um I do want to remind our listeners that we are sponsored by Mohawk Honda <clears throat> and at Mohawk Honda the team can find what you're looking for by searching their lot or the entire Easter Seaboard, really, just for you. But the real opportunity for you right now is either trading in or selling your vehicle. Mohawk Honda buys cars, and in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. The supply chain is still facing challenges, which creates a selling opportunity for you. Otis agrees. And as always, the team at Mohawk Honda will make the buying and selling experience very easy. You know them as Cars with Kern, Trust Trav Landry, Louie, the VIP man, Morales, C-Mac, let's do a deal, McKenna, drive with Deanna Cows, or you could just talk to the leader in charge, general manager, Greg Johnson. And at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia, they want to buy your car. And of course, they always go out of their way to please you. You know what Dave Dombrowski did for me, Taylor? He went out of his way to please me. My Lord, the Philadelphia Phillies, they're another winner of this MLB trade deadline. I'm not just saying that either. I'm not said, I'm not just saying that cause they're, I'm a, I'm a Phillies. Fan. Oh, I agree with you. Um, none of their moves were the, like the flashy moves, but they were necessary moves. Um, together, what they did added up and the Phillies filled just about every hole they had, which was better center fielder bullpen help and another starter. Well, they went and got center fielder, Brandon Marsh. They ended up giving up, uh, Logan O'Hop for him, which was a minor catcher prospect. Uh, he was lucky, but blocked by JT Rio Muto, not realistic to really make any noise in the Phillies organization. <clears throat> um, they got Noah Syndergaard from the Angels, which I love, by the way. I think that addition in its own right to throw into the rotation with Zach, uh, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, and Kyle Gibson. Syndergaard teams up with Wheeler once again, by the way, has postseason experience, has been actually pretty good with the Angels. You just don't know because the Angels, even with the two best players in all of baseball, happen to be a dumpster fire. You just don't hear about I'll be honest, I didn't even know he was on the Angels. (laughs) There you go. Um, (laughs) There you go. Um, And then they brought back David Robertson, who was with the Phillies before, believe it or not, on a two-year deal. He'd signed in 2019, played seven games before needing Tommy John surgery, and he was actually interviewed as he was getting traded, and he was... He was actually really happy about because he said, I think I owe the Phillies organization and the fans more because of the way my body failed me when I was in Philadelphia. I mean, he was a great, highly respected locker room guy. He's been very good uh, for the Cubs this year and notched his first save against the Braves the other day. 
uh, for the Phillies in a perfect immaculate inning. So I say that is off to a good start for the Phillies there. And then they got in Mundo Sosa from the Cardinals collectively moves, leave this defense somewhat less of a liability and add some sorely needed pitching depth all while allowing Philly to hold on to most of its top prospects. The reason why this is big for me, Taylor is, <clears throat> and we're recording on Thursday. Currently the Phillies hold the final wild card spot. The Cardinals are a game back, but the Phillies haven't had Gene Segura or Bryce Harper for the past two months. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that, and a lot of people said Harper's out, this team's done. Um, they've held okay. their own, and they're getting Harper back in the next two weeks. Segura's back tonight. So really, it's kind of like the Mets. Your two biggest acquisitions are getting your studs back healthy. Um, Harper back, got his pins removed. He's going to be back here in the next two, three weeks. Like I said, score tonight. They DFA'd Odubel Herrera, who was an absolute defensive nightmare. They DFA'd Jairus Familia, who had about a 7.5 ERA, and every time he came in, it gave up at least two runs. I couldn't wait for him to be gone. <laughs> and my one of my favorite moves happened today where they DFA'd D.D. Gregorius. Goodbye, good riddance. He was he was hitting 182 and had one ding dong for the year. I get Yankees fans love him. I was excited when we got him, but he's been abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. Goodbye, good riddance. Sayonara. I mean, go back to the Yankees for all I care. Um, you were <laughs> no, downright no, no. horrible. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of done with these Yankee retreads, Taylor. Um, <laughs> let, let's see here. Joe Girardi was a god awful <laughs> manager. Didi Gregorius sucked. Uh, David, I mean, David Robertson hopefully is better. Uh, Ronald Torres was whatever. Uh, <laughs> who, who else did we get from the Yankees that, that just seemed to suck? No, Nick Nelson. Yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the Phillies did what they had to do, and, and I think they did enough to allow their guys to come back and they're going to be one of those wild card teams. I don't think the Cardinals did enough to keep pace with what you know, the Phillies did, um, the Padres did, and obviously the Braves are that third wild card spot. Mm -hmm. I think with those three teams, the Cardinals are going to find themselves out. And it's a shame because Paul Goldschmidt very well could be the MVP this year. Yeah. And I mean, you got to be happy where you are as a Phillies fan in that you haven't had Bryce Harper for that long and you're still in the thick of things. Yeah. Um, and uh, modest moves, nothing, like you said, nothing too flashy, <clears throat> but uh, I mean, you know, who doesn't love Syndergaard, right? He hasn't I, been as good more. lately, but, you know, he's okay still. I don't need him to be, you know, Mets Syndergaard. I need him to be my fourth best starter. Yeah. I mean, that's the – like, as a Yankees fan, I'm like, yeah, that would that would be great to have Syndergaard in there in the rotation um, dealing with what we're dealing with. But, yeah, I, I think the, the Phillies made decent enough moves to keep themselves on the cusp um, and in the hunt. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, you look at some of the other teams out there that weren't, I mean, the Mets did absolutely, I mean, not absolutely nothing, but, um, Daniel Vogelbach, Darren Ruff, Tyler Naquin and Michael Gibbons are their acquisitions. I mean, kind of like whatever, um, the Brewers, um, confusing to me leading the NL central clearly having a good year and you trade Josh Hader. I get Devin Williams has been really, really good. I get it, but you can never have too many good 
bullpen arms and Josh Hader is the best reliever in baseball. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's close. I think Josh Hader. Yeah. He had a little bit of a rough patch this past month, but he is unbelievable. You traded him to the pot. What do you, it just made no sense to me. That trade will forever confuse me and it confused the Brewers locker room. I mean, what message are you sending to your players and really your fan base? Hey, we're leading the division, but guess what? We're going to trade a big reason why that it just made no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't make heads or tails of it, but I mean, I'm sure they have their reasons. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, I can't speak to it. Um, but you know, you, you're trading assets to get assets. So if, if that's, if that's how you think, like maybe they were worried about the future of having to pay him or whatever, but um, it's a lot like, you know, I mean, I don't get the Yankees trading Montgomery when they did, but right here right. we are. Right. Um, you, you're going, let's go down the line. The Red Sox kind of, they kind of sold, but retooled, trying to tinker with some things. Um, it was just simply confusing. They're three, they're three games out of a playoff spot and they had, there's, there's some tough choices there. Um, they did both pretty much. And I know that doesn't really make sense, but they moved Christian Vasquez. They held on to JD Martinez, who certainly won't be back. Um, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, they traded for Hosmer and Tommy Pham. They're not worse, but I don't think they're better. It, it was just confusing. And all of a sudden they seem to be the worst team. Can't believe I'm saying this, but the worst team in the AL East. Um, <laughs> because I mean, the way the Orioles have been playing, even though they just traded Mancini and Lopez, that didn't make sense either. It's it's the same conversation with the Brewers. Like you're, you're pushing, you have been starved to even be in the remote conversation of a playoff chase. You're finally in one. Oh, yeah, let's go uh, Let's go trade the face of the franchise, not named Cedric Mullins, and our one all-star in Jorge Lopez, who has been one of the biggest surprises in baseball. Yeah, let's just trade those guys away. That'll send the right message. I just, the, some of these poverty franchises just make no sense to me. Make no sense. Why would you do that? I mean, Why? I guess the only, the only explanation that I can give is, is, you know, maybe they don't think that they are – actual contenders right now and so you trade your pieces while they're the most uh like have the most value and just try and push you know push it down the line push for a time when you know the yankees lose aaron judge and they have no one and and stanton is getting older and frailer and they didn't get soto so they don't have that replacement all-star and then when the yankees are gone then maybe you strike that's the only thing that i can say like i i other than that, it doesn't make, really make much sense. You're obviously kind of punting on this year and maybe the next couple of years and, and, and just kind of pushing it down the line at kicking the can and just like hoping that you can deal like, not that you can deal that you get, you know, value back for trading these guys now down the line, um, free up space. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, Mancini, when, when I talk about the Orioles, Mancini was a free agent. I, I get that. Yeah. But Jorge Lopez is your all-star closer he has two more full seasons of team control. So to deal Lopez um, kind of signals what the expectations are, in my opinion, for those two years, right? If you don't think you're competing, that's why you traded him. I, I just feel like that fan base after what they've endured the past few years, which is absolutely nothing. And Gaz would be the first one to tell you that because for some, <laughs> for some reason he's an Orioles fan. I still don't to this day know why. Um, but, 
They they deserve more. I mean, they were in the playoff hunt. They were they're th- they're a couple games out of a playoff hunt. That AL wild card is tight. It's still tight. The Orioles are still there, but losing Mancini and Lopez sure isn't sending the right message to me. Yeah, and I don't know because they've been so bad for so long that you think at least they'd have like good prospects and and be drafting high and being able to like fill in the gaps in this rebuild. But then they just kind of like threw a cork in their own or like threw a wrench in their own rebuild. Like it was going, it was going, and then you're just like, nope, let, let's just start over almost. Like again, with like, we're not going to keep our the only bright lights in this franchise in a year that they've been surging. It, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but you know, no, it, it, do it doesn't. Gonna, Oriole's going to Oriole. Also, I think I cursed the Boston South, or, or not Boston, Boston Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm fine with that. I said that they were going to like win the World Series somehow, and they are now the worst team in, in the. Ailey's. Yeah. So. Go figure. I mean, you say that with a smile. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we uh, do tie some loose ends, I did say this was going to be about a half hour show. I am sticking to that. We are at the 28 Maybe minute the mark. First time we've ever. Yeah, to a half hour we, show. we are going to tie some loose ends, but I do also want to remind our listeners that we are also sponsored by Johnstone Supply in Troy. Believe it or not, summer is winding down. I'm not going to let go until the very last possible second. That's just me. And you can feel the heat here in upstate New York. I mean, today it was, what, 103 degrees? Uh, If you want to stay cool all summer long indoors, call Johnstone Supply in Troy. Ask the team at Johnstone Supply about their high-efficiency central AC systems and ductless mini splits. Goodman, Fujitsu, and Westinghouse are all in stock and at great prices. Need someone to help you install a new system? Johnstone Supply and Troy can help with that, too. You have heard George on previous episodes of Getting There with Gaz and had a chance to learn about his and Johnstone Supply uh, story. Now stop in and find out about their great service and products. Give Kev, James, or Bert a call, and they can help you put in a cooler place this summer. To stay cool all summer long, Call Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922 or visit them at 2600 6th in Troy. Get a new AC system today by calling 518-272-5922 or connecting online at johnstonesupply.com or on social media, Johnstone Supply NY. Uh, before we, we move on to the last couple loose ends here, and uh, you know that includes the NFL, I do know... Um, you know, Deshaun Watson suspension has been appealed, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. Um, obviously, the six-game suspension um, makes zero sense. I mean, you know, for what he did and, you know, compared to what Calvin Ridley got, which was a year for gambling on his own team to win um, with no insider info whatsoever. He was just bored with a boot on his leg. God forbid, right? Um, but uh, the Deshaun Watson case is frustrating, but, I mean – at the same time, they do have, uh, you know, former cult legend Jacoby Brissett at the helm. So I guess there's nothing to really worry about there, right? <laughs> hey, you know, he's the perfect game manager. I'll, t- I'll give him that. He's never going to be too high, never going to be too low. He just goes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very nice of you to say, Taylor. Very, 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 very nice of you to say. Um, Tonight is the Hall of Fame game, Taylor. Football is back, baby. Um. The Jaguars and the Raiders, I'm intrigued because I get to see Dougie P back on the sideline in a, another um, 
setting, which will be the Jaguars, the Super Bowl winning coach for the Eagles. I'm interested to see what – I mean, you're not going to see a lot of him. I don't even think you're seeing him tonight, Trevor Lawrence. You're not. Uh, that Jaguars ruled him out along with Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones. and Yeah. I mean, like a, fourth pre, a fourth <laughs> preseason game. Beathard, Zay Jones, Chenault, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so a very bad Evan football Ingram. team is is not playing any of their somewhat good players. Got it. Good. What yeah. could possibly go on? Go wrong there. Um, look, Scott I mean, Allen. this is football. <laughs> football is back. Um, it's just gonna be nice to see uh, see some football. You know, see some <laughs> tackling out there. You know, with two. Is there gonna great... be tackling there? I don't even know. Like, who's probably not. It's probably gonna be like it's probably, probably gonna be people off the stands. As I was gonna say, it's probably gonna be like the pro wall and yeah. bear hug them into the end zone or something like that. They're gonna be taking so volunteers bad. to so bad on the field. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm really excited to dive into uh, this NFL offseason, especially the fantasy side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, football's back. Uh, some big injuries around the league already uh, that are going to impact a lot. Um, but you know it. You look at our teams, Taylor. I've heard I've heard some good things about Matt Ryan coming out of camp so far. I've heard some very good things uh, about Jalen Hurts coming out of Eagles camp so far. And I've heard that the uh the, the Eagles are building this offense around AJ Brown, which fine by me. Um that's that's the idea. I, that, the thing about camp I love is like you like from oh. from all the reports, you'd think the Colts were about to win the Super Bowl. Like, I, I mean, uh, if you if you if you ask anybody out of Jets camp, they're winning the Super Bowl. Zach yeah, Wilson exactly. looks like the greatest player ever. Everybody Actually, looks like the gr- everybody looks like the greatest player ever coming out of training camp. It's funny you bring up Jets camp and that because actually, I think that. The rumor out of Jets camp is that Joe Flacco's helped. Joe Flacco's <laughs> having an unbelievable camp. Like, yeah, let's come, exactly. let, come on, let's calm <laughs> down here. It's Joe yeah. Flacco. But yeah, uh, apparently Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore have this crazy rapport. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, camp is camp is camp. It's fun. I, I, but I do like hearing it. And you, you like you said, like everyone being like, oh, Matt Ryan is really taking control. And I, 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 I hope to believe it. Like, I hope it's true. And that he Yeah, but you got to be really real. You got to be Carson. real. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. Yeah, but still better than Carson Wentz. I'll take that every day. I don't know, hey, I've heard that Carson Wentz has been not very good. So <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me. <laughs> um I mean it is Washington. Uh so yeah, oh, Carson yeah. Carson's having a rough summer. Um but you know what? I mean we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see uh we'll see what happens here down the pipeline and uh I, I do I oh I almost forgot. I almost forgot. See we have another we have another reminder out there that the Albany Empire. That's right. They're back in the playoffs. They are playing for the National Arena League Championship. Get your tickets now at AlbanyEmpireNAL.com. The Empire go for a second NAL title. Kind of hard to believe. They're like putting themselves into a dynasty right now. Um, From the jump, they were. Kickoff is set for Saturday, August 13th, which is uh, not this weekend, next weekend. Uh, Be a part of championship Saturday by buying your tickets today at albanyempirenal.com or calling the box office at 518-714-2200 extension 101. And I apologize for not being very clear on that, but uh, 
whoever wrote up this promo sent it in like cursive, <laughs> like fancy cursive, and half the words I can't even like figure out. I don't know who writes that promotion that way, but uh, do better, please. Go Empire. Um, <laughs> but please, he's probably Levac, and he, he's he's not going to come after you now. No, Levac probably did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. He Writing it up, LeVac was like, you know, this would really get to me. It was between that and Comic Sans, and he, he went with that. <laughs> yeah, the Godzilla Media Draft should be coming up soon. That'll be a fun time as well. Uh, we have a we have a championship belt to defend, Taylor. Um, yeah, Otis's army is, is coming back with a vengeance. It's going to be the Otis's empire before you know it. I think I'm waiting to figure out my team name until I've drafted, and like I'll build, I'll have a funny one off a of player that I have. I think that's the strat. I think it'll that's make usually it the strategy, more, but like I feel like Otis is such a big part of this show, like I have to oh, include yeah, it. Of course, like yeah, and I plus, it, do without his dulcet tones of barks. Plus, <laughs> exactly, you get it. See, you understand, <laughs> and. I mean, at the same time, I did win as Otis's army. Like, I got a, That's I got true. a roll. You can't, really, so. you can't really change the team name. You can't rebrand in the middle of a championship run. No, like, no. Well, I mean, I mean, You're hey, trying to repeat a, here. Two, two, two is the beginning of a dynasty. I'm telling yeah. you right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, trying if we go, go that elusive repeat, sixteen team yeah. league. That's hard to do. That it's is very hard. hard it's hard to do in a twelve team, yeah. let alone a sixteen. Yeah. Um. My big keeper league. We just sent out the Excel sheet today. Um, I got to figure out my keepers there. I know one of them is going to be Jefferson. Uh, I think another. I think I'm loading up on. So I get I get two keepers, uh-huh. and I think I'm going to load up on the wide receiver position because I'm on Ross St. Brown wasn't drafted. You know, he was a guy that if you picked him up on waivers, that was good. Mm-hmm. So I get Jefferson and Amon Ross St. Brown. Says my two wide receivers. Yes, please. Thank you. Come again. That is marvelous. I can get some high end running. We'll talk strategy next week. I think this year is going to be a lot different than in past years. And I hope, like, I hope a lot of people listen, but I hope like our league doesn't listen because it kind of is going to give away <laughs> our strategy. So I'm, I'm like thinking, is this really a good idea to do this episode? But, um, uh, people will forget, or they just don't listen to us, and we don't have to worry about it. Or the, yeah, or they just don't give a shit about what we say, which is fine. <laughs> I think some people listen to us, but hey, a lot of people already have their set strategy. We're not going to change their mind. I mean, if you listen to this and you want some tips and pointers um, from people who at least one of us won last year, I was I was in the playoffs at least. But, you had injury issues. Hey, That's or, what doomed you. It was it was Christian McCaffrey that I picked number one overall that broke me again. Yeah, I mean, you had to take the player. You, you didn't really have a choice last year. Yeah, you know, you really didn't. This year, it's like, will I pick him again? Probably. Maybe. Ugh, unless there's, tough, unless there's actually someone that like is legitimately that's better. Tough. The thing is, when he plays, he's still like the best fantasy player. Possibly. See, here's here's the thing not where I'm at. I either want to be one this year, or I want to be, be like middle. Six. I want to be somewhat middle-ish. Yeah. Um, especially in a 16 teamer, especially in a 16 teamer. That's yeah. tough. I mean, if you're on one of the bookends, that's a long time sitting there and waiting. Pri- I mean, 34 picks if you're at like 16 or one, Yeah. you know what I mean? That that's a long wait. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. And, uh, 
you know, tis the season. August is upon us, and it's by far the busiest month with here, uh, right here at Sports with a Z and a T. And we are, of course, sponsored by uh, Mohawk Honda, Josso Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, uh, presented by Godzilla Media. And you can find this and every episode of ours on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all of your main uh, podcast platforms. Uh, but if you want to see our beautiful faces, go on to YouTube and you will see them. Um, but tune in next week. Big, big fantasy preview coming up next week. Just telling you right now, uh, buckle up and get ready to go. It will be a long show. But until then, enjoy the warm weather. Enjoy, uh, continue enjoying your summers as we are already headed into the second week of August, which is hard to believe. Uh, Enjoy football tonight. Football is back. The Hall of Fame game. I don't care what you say. Football is back. This is, we are now, there will not be a week without football until the middle of february remember that people we are back uh and on that note you enjoy the rest of your week for taylor i am bryce this was sports with a z and a t and we are out see you